Okay, so we're doing another recording in the vehicle. Um, I am preparing to go on uh, a trip next week. So I'm trying to get last minute things done, like my hair. Uh, just leaving the salon. And um, by the time I get to um, the space that I record in, it's going to be like 11 before I leave there. And I'm really trying to be in the bed before 11 tonight. Um, I already know what I'm going to talk about, so it's not going to be too difficult. And y'all going to take this ride with me on the way home. And now I'll finish the rest while I'm sitting in the driveway. So um, this has been a very, very trying week for me emotionally. Um, I can feel uh, the stress like building inside. And I know that's not a good thing at all. So I am definitely looking for ways to um, release as quickly as I can when something happens um, and de-escalate situations as best I can because I can, I can feel it starting to, uh, the, the stress is starting to affect my body. So, um, what, what, so what's going on is it's a lot happening at one time. And because everything is happening at once, every situation is, it feels like it's major because there are still other things happening at the same time. Maybe not, not right at the moment, but in the back of your head and right in front of you or to the side of you. So it's like I'm surrounded in, in stress. Now, I know it's going to be stressful because I am setting boundaries with the children and with him. And while doing so, everybody is like in a culture shock because this is so outside of my normal way of interacting with everyone. So they don't know what to do. And I, I know that the redirection of the relationships, because that's the goal here, is to redirect the relationships with him and the children. It's going to take a lot of consistency for me. It's going to take a lot of strength, emotional, mental, and maybe physical strength as well, just to start and keep the process going. Uh, I am seeing now more in my face that my daughter is the child that has to have consequences. She is a child that you cannot let up on. You cannot give her any leeway at all, none whatsoever, because what she will do with that leeway is she will bust that bitch wide open to the white meat, all the way. So I know a lot of times I'm gonna be the bad guy. I'm gonna be the bad cop until she gets to an age, and it's probably going to be adulthood, 
when she realizes those things about herself that I see why my mom was always on me like that. Because, you know, I know, what I hope is, I'll get back to that in a minute. What I hope is, is that I am imparting personal accountability and self-accountability in her so she can later in life step outside of herself and be like, I was wrong. Or, I see why my mom had to do those things because ABC, XYZ. So, um, hoping that, you know, once she gets older, she'll, she will understand why I had to do the things that I did with her. And, you know, she asks, I'll definitely tell her prayerfully. I remember, you know, the things that she did at nine when she's 39, you know what I'm saying? So, um, she is definitely the child that tries me the most. The boys don't really try me until, well, the oldest one, he didn't try me until he got older. Um, and I would assume that the same may happen with KB, but I'm not really sure. I'm not going to put that on him. But that little girl, oh, yeah, she's definitely in full trying bold mode. So on top of staying on top of her, I have to come up with creative uh, consequences and punishments for her because of her actions. And I definitely make sure that before I give a consequence that we talk about it first. So you are aware of why this is happening. The cause and effect is what we were discussing today. Because you did this, these are the things that happened after that. So if you don't want that to happen, if you don't want the effect then take a step back and think about what you're doing. Now, do I expect her to get that get blah, 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 get that right all the time? No, she's not. She got a long way to go. Because it took me a while to understand, you know, consequences and shit. I can't be mad at nobody else. You know what I'm saying? When I did some shit that got myself in trouble, that, that would be foolish of me to do. But I was about 14 before that finally kicked in for me. Um... And it took for me getting in trouble with my sister. Some shit that she did got me in trouble. So I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I get in enough trouble by myself. I don't need no help. No, not at all. So it's definitely been 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 stressful, to say the least. So I'm definitely looking forward to this trip because, boy, I just need to sit back and let my hair down for a minute and just not be somebody's mama every day for at least like four or five days. Just not have any parental responsibilities, that day-to-day stuff. I did let them know, them last two, y'all going back in that building. The first day of school, y'all going to be back in there because um, I need a break during the day. Like, I did not understand how important that time was that I had when they were in school, and now I understand because I, it, it doesn't let up. It's, it's, a, it's constant redirection. Why are you down here? What are you doing? I got to get up and cook. And it's, it's so much happening all the time that it is a humongous distraction from everything that I need to get done during the day. Um, so I look forward to having time to myself again because I don't get that and haven't gotten that since March of last year. 
uh, during the week especially. So moving on uh, to the man that I am married to. Um, more and more, I am beginning to see that um, our relationship has been very toxic for a very, very long time. And it's difficult to see toxicity in a relationship when you are emotionally invested. And I was emotionally invested. I am no longer emotionally invested. That's why it's easier for me to see, pinpoint, have clarity, have my aha moments, because now I'm seeing who I've been married to this entire time. And that he's been the same person since we met. I refused to see it. I refused to look at the reality of what I was dealing with uh, and act accordingly. Um, I was hopeful. I was, you know, we can work this out. You know, we can go to some therapy. You know, if we just get some counseling together, uh, I think it'll work out. Hindsight is twenty twenty. I don't even think counseling would have helped us because he doesn't have a level of personal accountability that one would need to have to move forward in a relationship. And at this point, so many hurtful things have been said and done that for me, there is no recovering from that at all, none whatsoever, especially when things are done to purposely hurt me, being spiteful with intent. The intent is to be spiteful because I didn't do something that you thought I should have done. You didn't like how the conversation turned or whatever the disagreement is. Spite should not come behind that if this is a person that you say you love and you care about. I, I don't see it because I'm not spiteful. I don't, I don't do that uh, tit for tat. You did this to me, so I'm going to do that to you. I don't, I don't behave like that. So it's hard for me, man, come on. It's hard for me to see or understand how somebody could do that uh, to you when they say that they love you. And I know that he has his things that, you know, but you said you love me type deal. But the one thing that I know for sure is that anything that I've done, that I've done, it was not with intent. It was not like, yeah, I'm finna fuck this nigga up. I'm finna hurt him on purpose. You know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't that. It was a cause and effect. <laughs> and the, the cause was a very long rope, but that effect was swift. I guess it has a lot to do with me being an earth sign. I don't know. I, I don't know, but I have a long rope until I don't. We good until we not. And that's all based upon what you do. For me, people start at 100 with me. Start at 100%. You are the one that took yourself down to zero if I don't want to fuck with you no more. Now, also, before you even get to zero, you're going to have warnings. You're going to have chances to redeem yourself. And, you know, let's move forward and change the behavior. 
and the pattern and all of that. If you choose not to do so, well, that's on you. I ain't got shit to do with that. Because at this point, you've been warned. You've, you've been, it's, it's been communicated to you that this is about to happen. So, um, you know, we're down to one car. His vehicle gave out. And so I've been utterly and completely inconvenienced for the last two weeks. Um, Sunday, uh, there was a conversation between us that got a bit heated and some hurtful things were said um, to me by him. And uh, I decided that it was best for me the only way to de-escalate that situation was for me to leave the house. So, uh, told the kids to get their things together. Now they've heard us argue before, but this one, this one was different. Um, it was, it was very, very different. And I know they both see us in, they may see us in different ways now. Um, but because of their age, they don't really understand what's, what's happening. Um, I did, and I have explained to them that, you know, in relationships and marriages and parenthood, sometimes the people don't get along. Sometimes there are things that are said and done that is not easy to overcome. And everything isn't an agree or an agree to disagree. Some things you just won't agree on. And then that's just the reality of what relationships are. I don't want them thinking that relationships are all smiles and laughs. No, you're going to have difficult conversations. No, you're going to have heated discussions. Somebody's not going to like what the other person said or did or whatever. But the, the way you're able to move forward is how you handle it in the moment as well as after the moment. Um, so uh, as I was getting things together so the kids and I could leave, he basically threatened me and said, I'm not going anywhere. And I said, how do you figure I'm not going anywhere? And he said, because all I got to do is send you to give me my keys and and you don't, and, and you should give me my keys. And I was like, eh, no, um, that's not how any of that's going to happen. And uh, I'd love to see you try to take these keys from me. I would love to watch you do it because I want to see how this is going to go. Uh, this is the tone that I'm using. This is the volume of my voice that I was using when I was speaking to him as well. And um, he told me that it's his, it's his truck. Those are his keys because he bought it and paid for it. Now, backstory. I've been driving the truck since he got a car. Like, I've been the only person driving the truck. So that's been about seven years, six, seven years, somewhere around there. So I do whatever I need to do. I was driving into work, picking the kids up, you know, take them to the doctor, all that shit. So I'm like, mm, there isn't a judge in the world that will tell you that this is your truck because they're going to ask you who drives the vehicle the most. 
Is this vehicle used to transport the kids to and from school and or doctor's appointments, things of that nature? And once you say yes, they're going to tell you that it's my car. We're married, sir. So you can't tell me anything. Now, what hurt as well is the fact that he even said that to me, that it is my truck. It's my keys. I paid for it. It's in my name, which shows me exactly how you feel and think about me. That, that, that showed me a lot, which hurt again as well, because it's never been us. It's been you, it's been me, and it only is an us when it applies to something I'm doing that you want to do. If it's not something you want to do, or if I don't want to share in something with you, now it's a problem. So um, I was attempting to go down the stairs to leave, and he would not move. And he's standing there asking me, you know, give me the keys. I want the keys. And I'm like, you're not getting the keys. Please move. I'm trying to leave. Now, by this time, the kids were already outside. I had the oldest one go ahead and take them outside because um, they didn't need to see. They didn't need to see that. And he would not move. He would not move from in front of the stairs. So now I'm like, oh, so now we've moved on to intimidation because that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to intimidate me. You're trying to scare me. You're trying to make me afraid to leave. And that's not what's going to happen. So I ended up having to kind of slide by him. And I told him, do not touch me. We've never played these. I'm going to push you, touch you games. And we're not about to start. So get out of my way and let's move forward. So I left. Me and the kids went to my mom's house. I explained everything to her. And we came back uh, to the house about 530 the next morning because I still had to go to work. Even though I'm at home, you know, I still got to log in. And the kids still had school. Now, he was there because, let me get out of these people away. He was uh, home because he's he takes a class every other Monday online. So we're moving about the day, and I'm not speaking to him at all. There's nothing for us to discuss at all. So, um... Halfway through the day, maybe about 12 or so, I was able, we ended up in kind of the same room at the same time where the kids couldn't hear us. And I told him that I did not appreciate the way that he behaved the night before. I did not like the fact that he told me that this was his truck and these are his keys and I couldn't go nowhere because it is his. I did not like how he attempted to intimidate and scare me. I did not like any of that at all, none whatsoever. And it's hard for me to to believe you when you say out of your mouth that I still want to be married to you, I still love you, and I'm still in love with you, and then you do something like that. I don't believe you because your actions and your words are not lining up at all. So, no, I don't believe you. And anyway, even if you do still want to be married and you in love and love, I don't want that. So you are in that by yourself. I want absolutely no parts of that shit. It has not benefited me much at all to be married to you. I have two beautiful children. Thank you so much. But other than that, I cannot say that emotionally, spiritually, and mentally that I've been elevated and placed in a better space since being with you. I can't say that. 
because I'm looking at the reality of where I am and I'm not. So um, he didn't respond to that. And then later on, he came trying to make the peace and, you know, be very talkative and communicative. That's one of our biggest issues, the lack of communication. So he then proceeds to gift me with money. And I'm assuming he thought that that would make everything better. Uh, it, it did not, because I definitely told him, I definitely am going to need some time to process your behavior, because that shit was not cool at all, none whatsoever. After speaking to my therapist while we were conversing on Monday, uh, I had uh, some clarity that I've been in an emotionally abusive relationship. Now, I don't use that word lightly, abuse, because that's nothing to play with. However, people only seem to agree with abuse when there are physical When, when you can see a physical, uh, a black eye, a scratch, a busted lip, when you can see a physical wound, people take abuse seriously in that manner. But abuse comes in all facets. Now, if he heard me say I've been in an emotionally abusive relationship, he will argue me down about this. However, the pattern is there, and you cannot dispute the pattern of emotional abuse. And what I've realized is, is that when he feels that he's been wronged, or his feelings are hurt, or he doesn't like how something was done, his goal from then on out is to hurt in any way that he emotionally, by his words and his actions or the lack thereof. And spitefulness, doing things that he knows will hurt me on purpose. And once I have expressed my hurt, he then feels vindicated. He can breathe easily because now I am feeling what he felt, or so he thinks. Now he feels better about it, and now it's time to talk and be happy. And you know, here here's some money, or here let me do something you've always been asking me to do around the house or whatever. And now I'm left feeling guilty because. Now he's happy and I'm still upset and I ain't trying to hear that shit. And it's, uh, you still mad about that? You can't, you, you know, it, it, he didn't say it, but it's, you know, if I'm not talkative or whatever, it's like, but I thought you said, you know, we, we need to communicate better or, um, you know, it's, I, I can't do anything right because you're still mad at me type deal. So once he's over it, I'm supposed to be over it because in the past, that's exactly what I would do. Once he apologized via text because he never apologizes to my face. So then that's passive aggressive. So once he apologizes after I've said, 
what it made me feel like. Now it's like I should drop it all and let that shit go because he apologized. But no, that doesn't take away the hurt and the pain from what you did, just like it didn't take away the hurt and the pain from what I said from you. Or maybe it did. I don't know. But I know for me, no, it doesn't work like that for me. And I don't want it to work like that for me. My nigga, you hurt my feelings on purpose because you didn't like something that I was saying. And most of the time, what I'm saying is a goddamn truth anyway. So you mad at the truth or you mad at me for telling you the truth? Which one is it? Either way, your ass is wrong. Period. Either way. So on top of dealing with that shit, I'm dealing with my daughter acting a goddamn fool too. So it's com- it's compounded and it's just sitting on me and I can feel the tenseness all over my body. So I definitely express that I am stressed out and I am over this shit. Like I'm over all of this. And his question is, so what does that mean? My nigga, I'm over this shit. Don't act like you don't understand what English is. I am over it. I'm tired of this shit. What I really wish is that I could get the fuck up out of here and be gone for like two months so you can see how that shit feel. So you can see how it feels to have to do all this on your own. And you're trying to monitor schoolwork, monitor what they eat, monitor making sure they're healthy. It's, man, this shit is a lot. This shit is a lot. It's a lot. And now, you know, it's the you know, what did I do now type of shit. And it's like, mm, yeah, we're not going to do that victim shit. You're not going to be the victim today. That That's not what we're going to do. I'm not a victim. I made the choice to be with you, even though I knew a lot of this shit was already happening. Um, it got worse after we had children. And it just continued to get worse. And... I'm just fed the fuck up. So it's it's the levels that have astounded me. How the more I stand my ground and set boundaries, the worse his behavior gets. And, um, you know, I am thoroughly inconvenienced by not having access to uh, my vehicle as much as I'm used to. And I didn't do something that he wanted me to do. And he, his response was, I know we're having our differences, but can you show more compassion? And the audacity of that blew me away. The fact that your schedule has not been, you haven't been inconvenienced at all. You have no issues getting to and from work, none whatsoever. You ain't had to move no shit around. You ain't had to reschedule nothing. You've had, you haven't had to do any of that. How much more compassion would you like for me to show, sir? What does more compassion look like to you? Because I'd love to see it. And for me, You're asking something of me that you don't even provide 
to me. You don't even give it my way. So, I mean, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I guess. You know, it's 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 definitely one of those. God damn, I've been really dealing with a lot of shit all these years. Like I've really been putting up with a lot of shit. Like the reality of that is crazy. Like I can't even believe I let this shit happen. But it's like you know, I I know for me I I loved him. So I'm willing to put up with some things that I normally wouldn't because I want to make the marriage work. We can work through that, right? We can't work through shit if both people are not willing to work through shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't be the only person evolving and changing. I can't be. And uh, emotionally, he has not evolved at all. None whatsoever. Not even a little bit. I still have to pull information out of him. I still have to ask a gazillion questions to get the answers that I need. Um, And it's still, it's so tense. It is so tense. I know what it feels, feels like to be a single parent and not have anyone around helping you. But I'm gonna tell you this, on this side of it, it's worth being married and a single parent. For me, you know, in my opinion, and it's worse not having any backup, not having a partner who you can bounce ideas off of and say, okay, so what are we going to do about this situation with the kids? And then we sit down and we talk and we have a conversation. So I feel like I'm raising four kids, two adults and two children, and I'm exhausted. I am absolutely exhausted. This shit is a lot, man. I don't wish this on nobody. This shit ain't fun, man. (laughs) It's not fun at all. And I just... I am winging the fuck out of this shit. Um, But I have a great circle of people and, and new circles and friendships and relationships are forming and I don't mean with men, um, are forming because I've opened up a whole lot more and been more honest about what I'm going through because I know I'm not the only person going through this shit. Can't be. Too many people in the world for me to be the only person going through this. So the least I can do is use my voice and my experiences to either prevent someone from doing the same things that I have done to be able to see that they're doing the same things that I have done or that there is life on the other side of this shit. Because even in the midst of all this foolishness and bullshit going on, there are positive things happening in my life and I can't let the bullshit overshadow the positivity. I absolutely refuse to to let that happen. Um, I have dropped the strong black woman moniker. I don't want to be strong. Cause I'm not. Leave me alone. No. Because being strong means taking shit that you don't have to. Being strong means not having boundaries. 
being strong means letting people do things to you and not checking their ass on that shit. I don't want that. I don't want to hide behind this shit. I don't want to hide behind what's really happening in here so he can save face and not emasculate him or make him look bad. I'm tired of doing that shit. Tired of that. I'm not ever going to do that again. Never no more. I'll never be with anybody else who does not appreciate who I am as a person, as a human first, then a woman, then a partner, then a mother. I'm not doing, I'm not doing that shit no more. Ladies, we have got to start taking care of ourselves mentally, emotionally. We got to get healthy. We cannot depend on men or your they, them, he, she, eat with all that to make you happy. Happiness lies in you. You are your happiness. If you are not happy with the things that are going on in your life, change it. Change ain't changed until it's changed. I spent so many years waiting on him to make me happy when that was never his job. I spent so many years trying to make him happy when that was never my job. Never. It's never been my job. But I took it on. And I shouldn't have. But did nobody tell me that? Did nobody tell me, hey, 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 hey. There ain't a goddamn thing you can do to make that man happy if he isn't happy with himself. Nobody said that. Nobody told me that. Would I have been receptive had I heard that? I don't know, but God damn it, at least I would have been able to hear that shit. So let me tell you now. I'm going to tell you like somebody didn't tell me. Your job ain't to make your person happy. That ain't your job. That's not your responsibility. Y'all can be happy together. But your sole, sole purpose is not to make them happy. They have to be happy with themselves. Come on by, sugar. Come on by, baby. Okay, there we go. That ain't your job. That ain't your ministry. Okay? So, pull them back in. Uh, this is the last day that well, tomorrow is the last day that he has to use my vehicle, and I am thankful for it because I am tired of having to readjust my seat and mirrors and phone charger holder and all kind of shit every time I get in this motherfucker. Um, wow, this week has been a fucking ride. It's definitely been a ride, a longer ride than I care to have had. Um, I know that, you know, next year I'll have a different story. <laughs> next year I can look back on this and be like, God damn, how you make it through that shit? I don't know. Excuse me, but I'll be able to say it. All right, y'all. So we're going to mosey on to our next segment.
so today on Dig Tales with no D, we got another one of these. Um, this is foot fetish. Okay. So, girlfriend of mine is <laughs> telling a story to some of us about this guy that wanted to pay her to take pictures of her feet. And I was like, bitch, do that shit. Do that shit. Because why not? The nigga want to pay you to take pictures of your feet and you ain't got to fucking? Girl, do that shit. Set them feet out, ho. Set them out. So anyway, reading her story uh, brought back a memory of mine. Um, And, oh God, yet again in my 20s, early 20s, I don't know where I met this guy. Can't even remember, but he was very handsome. Um, this was during my light skin phase. So he was light skinned. Um, had a nice little beard, bald head, very attractive. And he lived in the cotton mill lofts. This is kind of when they first were built and not many black people lived over there. So I'm assuming Buddy had a little money. I don't know. So anyway, um, we were supposed to be going out on a date. So he picked me up and... Um, we went out and we had a really good time. However, uh, I didn't pick up on the signs that he had a foot fetish. Before, it was the summertime too now, let me let me say that. So before he picked me up, he asked me, was I wearing sandals and was I wearing heels? And I was like, yeah, I'm wearing heels. He was like, okay, good. All right, all right, all right. You know, I like pretty feet. And I'm like, mm, okay, I, you know, no bells went off in my head. So he picked me up and he started at my feet, told me how beautiful my feet were. And, you know, I looked really good in the heels and so on and so forth. So we go to dinner and he positioned himself to where he could see my feet at all times. So it weirded me out a bit, but I, I still wasn't so sure what was going on, right? So, we go back to his place naturally because I am the bitch that'll fuck on the first date because I need to see what that dick hitting for and I have no shame about it. Y'all know, I say I refuse to like a nigga with trash dick. I'll never do it again, okay? I need to see what that dick is hitting for, okay? So, um, them kids is playing with my emotions. I see them flicking their light off and on. They're crazy. So anyway, um, we get back to his place and we're sitting on the couch. The view is gorgeous. It's a nice warm night. Everything is right. He put on some nice little music and shit. Like it was a nice little setup. Like he, he primed the pussy real well. You know what I'm saying? Nice little food. We had a little drink. Came back in the room. You know, the the... The living room was very beautiful. Ambiance, on point, lights dim low, like, ah, uh, you finna get this pussy, right? Nope, nigga didn't want my pussy. He wanted them, them feet. He wanted the foot pussy. Uh, so he uh, asked me if he could give me a foot massage, and I'm like, absolutely. So, mind you, we are fully clothed. Okay. So he starts rubbing my feet and we're talking. 
but he never looks at me as we're speaking to each other. He is looking at my feet, okay? All eyes on feet is what he was doing. So, honey, this man gets to rubbing my feet, and he put them in his lap. And I feel his dick getting hard. So I'm like, yes, bitch, okay. He already in the, in the eat the pussy position. All he got to do is, you know, put my feet to the side and, you know, lean over, open that thing up and dive in, right? Mm-mm, nigga didn't give a fuck about my pussy. <laughs> he gave no fucks about the pussy, okay? So imagine the ambiance, right? The lights is dim below. That soft ass music is playing and shit. And he has my feet in his lap. And then he begins to rub my feet against his dick. And I'm like, okay. Uh, okay. And then he asks, uh, would I mind uh, rubbing my feet on his dick? Now, because I'm a girl who will try anything once. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, shit. I was okay trying that once. What harm could it do, right? I've never gave anybody a foot job before. Hadn't ever even seen it on a porn. Didn't even know what it was, right? So I'm like, okay, yeah, let's do it. So he pulls his dick out. Nice, beautiful dick, by the way. It was really, really nice. Nice size, nice girth. Um, fit well in between my feet. Um, and he got some baby oil and he oiled up my feet real, real good. And he began to stroke my feet. But what he did was he placed, he was holding my feet in a way like they were cuffed around his dick. So he was holding them that way and stroking So what I thought is that he was just going to stroke a couple times and then, you know, let's get to the fucking part of the night, right? No, no. Mm -mm. Nope. As I stated before, he didn't give a fuck about my pussy at all. Matter of fact, he didn't give a fuck about nothing from the ankle up. Okay. So he's stroking and he's looking at my feet and he's talking dirty but to my feet. So it was like, yeah, that shit feel good, don't it? Yeah, I'm getting up in that thing. And I'm like, what in the motherfuck <laughs> is happening right now? Like, is he for real? Now, did I stop him? No, bitch, because I wanted to see what the fuck was going to happen. I have never, ever, ever At that time, I hadn't ever been in a position to where a dude wanted to fuck my feet to completion. So I had to see this shit through because I needed to see this. I I, I had to. Curiosity 
has always been something that has either gotten me in good trouble or bad trouble. <laughs> but God damn it, I always had a memory. So he's stroking and he going in. And the way that he's stroking my feet, it probably would have felt good really, you know, in, inside of my pussy. But he ain't want that shit. So I'm just sitting here watching my feet enjoy what my pussy should be enjoying. And he's getting close. And he comes all over my feet. And he came so hard, like it was audible, climax, loud. And I'm just sitting there like, well, that was a first. And it wasn't until he actually finished with his orgasm that he looked at me. And was like, damn, that was good. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that was good. And he went and he got a towel, a nice, you know, he warmed it up and he wiped my feet off like it was my pussy. And he was ready to go. (laughs) That nigga was finished and done with my ass. So he was like, yeah, I think I'm going to go ahead and take you back home now. And I was like, okay. So I put my shoes on and he took me back home. And that was the last time that I ever spoke with him or um, ever went out with him because that foot shit weirded me out. That was my first time ever doing it. And um, wow. That was that was a lot at what 22, 23. I have a fuck out. I don't even know. I was somewhere around there. That was a lot. Um, since then, I have definitely come into contact with guys who have foot fetishes, but not to that extent. Um, you can definitely put my feet in your mouth. You can definitely suck on these toes. Um you can definitely do that shit. Like I love that shit. And if you can get all of my toes in your mouth, winner, winner, chicken dinner, you, you gonna, you gonna get some good pussy behind that. Okay. Remember that. So that concludes the dig tales with no D for tonight. All right, so on this installment of Who Gonna Check Me, um, this shit is just, oh, it's, it, it's probably gonna be all over the place, okay, y'all? <laughs> but... I am so motherfucking tired. Uh, Like, I'm not dismissing any issues that men have with women, okay? I'm not dismissing trifling-ass women. I'm not dismissing women who ain't shit, who don't take care of their kids. I'm not dismissing none of that. 
but I, I haven't lived life as a man to experience those kind of women, okay? So let me start there. And I know it's a bunch of ain't shit ass women out here too, because I've heard the stories and I know a couple ain't shit bitches too. However, you niggas are really fucking trifling, man. Like, the shit y'all be doing, like, that you say, the behavior and all of that, I just don't, I don't understand why the fuck would you do things like this to somebody that you claim you love? I don't understand it. Like, are you telling me that there are really this many narcissistic motherfuckers in the world? Like, I can't, I can't bring myself to believe that. I just, I just can't. I can't bring myself to believe that this man that I've been married to and in a relationship for 13 years actually thinks that the things that he does is cool. Like that is the right shit to do. I cannot, I cannot make myself believe that he thinks that shit is okay. But by his actions, it shows me that he thinks that shit is okay. And I just, I am baffled. I am dumbfounded. Hey, man, y'all need to talk to y'all homeboys. But you know what? Can't nobody talk to him because he don't talk to nobody. And even if he did, his ass wouldn't tell the truth about what he really doing. Now, I tell the truth about what I'm really doing. And if my homegirls check me, they check me. I'm going to decide either, yeah, bitch, you right. Or like, I know I was wrong and I ain't changing that shit. Either or. But I got I got checkers in my life. You know what I'm saying? I got people that's going to hold me accountable. But you niggas be really on some fuck shit. To hear some of the shit that women have been through with these niggas that claim to love them and that they were in relationship with three, four, five, six, ten, twenty years. What the fuck is wrong with you niggas? And then y'all don't want to act right until we ready to go. We don't even want to deal with your ass no more. And now you want to do everything that we've been asking you to do. No, nigga, fuck you. Nope. No, because you know what's going to happen? The same thing. You're going to start doing what I've been wanting you to do and asking you to do. You ain't doing it because you want to. You're doing it because you want me not to leave. You don't want me to leave. So you're not even doing it with a clear heart and mind. You're doing it for a purpose to get what you want. Not because you are concerned about my happiness and my well-being. So you don't want to do what needs to be done to keep me, but you want to do all that to keep me from leaving. What the fuck is that? That is the craziest shit I have ever experienced in my fucking life. And I do not understand how you niggas walk around the world like this all goddamn day every day. I had a friend yesterday tell me that her ex would not give her gas money because in his mind, she was going to be riding other niggas around in her car. She asked him for gas money to get to work. And that nigga said out of his mouth, I ain't giving you shit. You ain't finna be riding other niggas around in your car with gas I done paid for. And this nigga was the lionest motherfucker on earth. The level of audacity and ridiculousness is astounding. Ladies, y'all don't get off because it's some of y'all that's trifling too. 
they be doing the same kind of shit, manipulating, emotionally manipulative, saying and doing anything you can to get a man to do what you want to do, but you don't want to act right. Nah, that shit ain't cool either, bitch. And niggas, y'all some bitches too if you acting like that. I've said before, niggas are some of the biggest, baddest bitches that I've ever met in my life. The level of temper tantrum and toddlerhood that some of y'all show, this shit is sickening. Y'all shouldn't ever get no pussy. I don't even see how people be attracted to that shit, but I mean, I can't say that because I was with more than a couple of trifling ass bitch ass niggas, so mm, shit. I gotta add myself to the category of bitch, don't do that shit no more. Learn your lesson. Oh, man. So, um, you know, niggas, I just want y'all to stop acting so fucking trifling. How about that? How about we stop doing that? Because this is just, it's it's out of hand. <laughs> you niggas is out of line. This shit is out of hand. Uh, is that all I got? Oh, one more thing. All you old trifling, raggedy ass, big back, butter chin ass bitches out here. That's for men and women. Listening to Kevin Samuels. I want you all to Google that nigga and see how much plastic surgery he has had. Because he has. So when a nigga's telling women what they are not good enough for and what a nigga don't want, he always got a whole bunch of issues and he is projecting. Kevin Samuels does not like women, okay? And I don't mean in the sense that he's gay. No, I mean that nigga does not like women. He'll fuck them, but he don't like them. And his goal is to do everything in his power to degrade women. That's what he does. Oh, my son just getting home. So, um, yeah, check that nigga's plastic surgery out. He got his nose done. He got new teeth. He uh, finally got a good haircut. Mm-hmm. He's still a bitch, though. That nigga still don't like women, though. Mm. Y'all better stop listening to these to these hate, these uh, he-man, woman-hater ass niggas, all these pick me and pick Mishas. Y'all better cut that shit out. Hey, I'll be in. I'm recording. Um, so yeah, that's all I got for the day. It's been a motherfucking week. It's gonna be a good weekend. Uh, my aunt is celebrating her 60th birthday on Saturday, so we having a nice little soiree. I'm looking forward to getting dressed up and getting my eyebrows did and putting some makeup on. I'm going to try my hand at eyelashes, to strip eyelashes and putting them on myself. Ooh, child, good luck to me, because I'm definitely going to need it. Um, Remember, I can be reached at itsthecandybagb at gmail.com. It's the candy bag underscore B on Instagram and the candy bag B on Facebook. I love you all. Thank you for listening and peace.